In the holy name of Jesus, amen. As you all know, it has been a difficult year for Paris. But 60 miles down the road to the south and to the west, the troubles are a bit happier tonight. There, since 2008, the government of France has been restoring the glorious Gothic cathedral of Our Lady of Chartres. It would seem to be a happy thing, this rebirth, but some have complained that this remodeling is dangerous because wiping away a few hundred years of soot and dust and grime has made the place too clean, too beautiful, and too bright. Good folks can argue it either way, I suppose, but tonight, to avoid any disagreements, we start at the start with the very first stone laid there. The Cathedral of Our Lady is a 12th century miracle. Because of medieval advances in chemistry and physics and engineering, suddenly, colored glass could be set in high, thin walls. And it not only kept the weather out, it let the light in. The result was a spectacular change in the feel of life and of faith. In the Old Testament, the spot where God lived was pitch black. The Holy of Holies in the Temple of Jerusalem was the dark and mysterious home of a God who often seemed quite powerful and dangerous. Once a year, on the Day of Atonement, when the high priest blindly zigzagged through a maze of tapestries toward the Ark of the Covenant, he also swung incense, putting up a thick cloud of smoke, just to be sure that he didn't see what he was not supposed to see. That approach was true as well as safe, because a blast of pure holiness is a deadly sight for folks who are fragile and weak like we are tonight. But there is much more to holiness than danger and death, of course. And gradually, the cathedrals caught up to Christmas, and they came to tell this story very well. That is why Christmas is your time and mine of happier troubles. I know that for many of you this past year has just seemed like too much. For some of you it has been the daily dose of terror and injustice and danger and fear and politics from Paris and Syria and San Bernardino and downtown Chicago. But you all know that we don't have to go that far to be troubled. Coming home at Christmas with whatever changes and secrets and disappointments and failures we've got, that can be unsettling. Even coming here tonight on a feast day that has a double dose of reverence, that can throw folks off balance because this is so other. And the real truth is, that most of us don't have to go anywhere outside our own skin to be unnerved. That is, to feel guilty about some of the things we've done 
and to feel shamed by some of the things that have been done to us. And so it's good news tonight that Christ and his church are in the restoration business. We do, of course, have a point of view. It is that you and I just cannot be too beautiful and too bright and too clean. And that can seem dangerous, especially when the recommended treatment for our wounds, whether they are self-inflicted or they have been innocently suffered, is a big blast of holiness, divine, external, from above, alien, startling, a holiness that, in Jesus' own words, asks us to die to ourselves, to live for Christ, and to love others more than we love ourselves. While at first that might seem like one more thing on a long list of things that already frighten and threaten us, this is the difference between the church and the world. Tonight, Jesus gives us exactly what he asks of us. This is the single gift of Christmas. Jesus gives us what he asks. This is the proof that there is no danger here. Tonight, when the angels sing and they touch us with glory, and glory is a technical word in the scriptures for the holiness of heaven that drizzles down and touches human beings. Tonight, when the angels sing to us and they touch us with glory, nobody dies and nobody gets destroyed. In fact, what Jesus gives tonight is really quite the opposite of all the things you've ever been worrying about. It is a first-century miracle. Tonight, the innocent everyday folks who have been abused by distant authorities and corrupt officials are blessed with a Messiah. Tonight, Homeless, Middle Eastern refugees. In this story named Mary and Jesus and Joseph, find a safe place to land. The underclasses, regularly profiled and scorned and left out, here the shepherds, are suddenly the most privileged. They are in. And the guilty and the shamed, that would be all of the above, minus Jesus, plus you, plus me. The guilty and the shamed are forgiven. It is objective, it is alien, it is external, it is startling, it is dangerous. It is also atonement and forgiveness and rebirth and restoration. It is gift, it is life, it is divine, it is beautiful, it is bright, and it is also very, very gentle. It is the touch of a child. In him is life, and his life is the light of us. His light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And we have beheld his glory full of grace and full of truth. 
Listen to this from a little essay by William Newton. With the arrival of Gothic architecture, most notably at Chartres, God is still God, but man is no longer incapable of perceiving him. This is a house of worship in which the visitor is meant to feel joy, both for being part of God's creation collectively and for being someone whom God loves individually, warts and all. Without denying divine power, let alone judgment and ultimate punishment for sin, indeed openly warning of it in its decoration, Sharp and the many churches that subsequently copied it encourage those who pass within its walls to live in hope rather than despair. No matter where you go inside a church like Chartres, light touches you. You are surrounded by and enveloped in it as you move in and out of the structural elements which comprise the building. While the effect of being in such a space is still overwhelming, making you realize just how small you are in the scheme of things, at the same time, you are drawn to and embraced by the majestic beauty around you, realizing that you are not forgotten by a distant God tucked away somewhere in the dark, but rather known and cared for by God, regardless of your station in life. That is what sets Christianity apart. The same jewel-toned light of heaven that illuminates the priest and the king falls equally upon the layman and the peasant, upon you and upon me. That's it. That's Christmas, that's you, those are your troubles, but they've been made happy tonight. All because the gift of holiness is yours through the friendly touch of this child, this child who is light in the darkness. Merry Christmas, in the holy name of Jesus, amen.